Welcome, my loves, to the School of You podcast, where we discuss sensitive topics and attempt at unloading and unraveling these unresolved traumas together. I will give advice, in my opinion, based on my own experiences and experiences of others in my circle. So let's get our day going, shall we? Today's topic is about single parenting. Did you ask for this? Let's dive on in. I, myself, am a single mother. I am a mother of one beautiful, beautiful, amazing, amazing young lady who's on her way to college. And I had her young. I didn't expect to be a single parent. The least I was expecting was co-parenting, at least. And that did not happen. So do you stop and fold and ball up in a corner because you're 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 now being forced into a situation that um that you didn't create by yourself or do you look at this as a roadblock and you just You just, you cannot go forward. This is just where you're going to be at. Or would you choose three? Your final choice. This is a life lesson. You don't stop. It's forward movement. You roll up your sleeves. And you're just going to have to work a little harder to accomplish that goal of yours. And this go around, you're going to have to be a little more responsible or a lot more responsible because you have a whole human being. This is not child development in high school. This is not an egg or automatic baby where you can turn, switch the, the baby off. This is real. And this is your really first introduction into real life. This is the first time that you have to make an adult decision because this is a life-altering decision. And this is the first time you entering it. And people are advising you and advising you based off on your their experiences. But what they don't know is like <laughs> the person who you're pregnant by, a lot of times when you think that you're in love with someone that can blind you from making smart decisions okay and so you're not listening to what no one is saying you're going with your heart and your heart tells you that everything is going to be okay because maybe in your life Every time you made a mistake, everything ended up being okay. So you just up and like, okay, if this doesn't go the way I plan, everything is going to be okay. It's going to fix itself like it always does. Oh, how naive you are. But when you're young, you are naive. 
And so you end up realizing as time progresses that it's not fixing itself. You do start to panic somewhat. Because this is the first, uh-oh, I can't reverse this. I can't take this back. And a lot of times people get caught up in that. They cannot move past that stage in their life. But for me, it was more so what do I do now? Right? Something has to be done now. I I did almost fold. It's very easy to fold because everything seems so confusing. Everything is moving at a fast pace. You know, and parenting is hard. That is it's challenging. It's challenging, especially when you're young. Even if you have a lot of support, that is still your responsibility. This baby's still your responsibility. Parenting is not easy at all, and it's even more complex when you don't have the other parent around. And in my case, I did not have the other parent around. And when he did come around, it was more beneficial to him than it would have been to me and my child. And it's ironic because I I thought that he would have been a great co-parent. But it's just, once again, you be young and naive and you walk around with rose-colored glasses. Especially if you're not experienced. Especially if you are, like, sheltered. You know, suburban street kid is different from a city street kid. Trust. You know, um, and then it's different when you date someone older than you. A lot of times, when you're a young girl and you're dating someone older than you, you have daddy issues, my love. Something went wrong there. You have daddy issues. That's why you're attracted to an older man. It's that level of um, manhood. It's that level of protection. It's that he's everything what a father would be to you. You're just making love to him. You know, um, but that's the dangerous situation to be in because you're young enough where he can mold you because he's experienced enough where he know what he wants. The older he is, the more experienced he is. In my case, my child's father was 10 years older than me. You know, so I'm 19, 20 with a 30-year-old. And I look even younger than what I, I was. So I'm 19, 20 looking like I'm, what, 16? Like, you just look so young. You know, and he looked older anyway. So it, older than even what he was. So it, to the public, it was probably like they knew what he was doing. But to me, it, he was Superman. I had daddy issues. I had daddy issues at the time. And which it led to me seeking, you know, led to me seeking something I didn't even know I was looking for. Which allowed me to be in a situation that I was in as being a young single mother. And then being 
you know, just confused by life. I'm still trying to learn who I am. Now I have this baby. But all you need is if you really want to achieve, continue to achieve your goals in life, you can. All you need is a support system. You need a support support system. You need to be determined and you have to be disciplined and you have to grow up very fast because every decision you make doesn't just affect you, it affects that baby. And so I remember that um, I guess my grandfather asked my cousin to talk to me. And my cousin was talking to me about, because I was depressed and everything. I cried all the time. I worked and took care of my baby, but I, I was very depressed. I didn't understand, like, why I was in this situation. I'm like, all I, he had to do is co-parent with me. Like, it's, you know, just co-parent. And, um, because I was scared. And when I was with him, he always had the answers to everything. So I... I never really had to just, like, 100%. Like, everything is solely all on me when it comes to, like, big life decisions like this. And now I'm being forced to make life decisions every single day for this baby. It's really a scary situation to be in if you're not prepared. But my cousin said something to me. She said, Tasha... Go back to college. She said, in A, and if it don't work out, you can always come back home. And that just ringed in my head. I said, you know what? I can always come back home. Home is always going to be here. And I'm looking at this baby, and I'm just up like, you know what? Let me see if I can finish college. Because my girlfriends was finishing college. And, you know, birds of a feather flock together. So everybody's in college. You know, one of my do- uh, one of my girlfriends, she was um, going into her grad degree, um, uh, you know, and going to get a graduate degree. And so I'm like, I got to get the ball rolling. And my girlfriends were very um, supportive. I could have never... Made it through. I could, have ne- I could have never made it through my daughter' first first years of life, specifically her first three years of life, without my girlfriends. They co-parent my daughter with me. My family was there, but my girlfriends, I could have never been as successful um, as I um, as I was without them. They babysat my daughter because my daughter had a sleep apnea. She had an underdeveloped trachea, so she was a high risk at, you know, going to daycare, so... I couldn't take her to a daycare. She was on a machine. So one of my girlfriends, her mom will watch my daughter read Bible scriptures and everything to her. Um, and my girlfriends would watch her when I couldn't have get a sitter. Sometimes it would be last minute because I'm trying to go to work. 
it was hard, but my family and my girlfriends and their families is how I was able to move the way that I was able to move. I was able to accomplish the goals I was able to accomplish. My girlfriends were there for me and my baby. And they did not have to be. So I wanted to be understood I was never 100% alone. It's just the person who helped create this beautiful angel was not there to accept the responsibilities. Was not able, mature enough to set aside personal, his own personal, selfish emotions for the sake of his child. His relationship with his child. And even if my girlfriends judged me on it, they never displayed it. And so, they were also positive competition for me as well. I mean, they was getting their degrees and every single thing, you know, and, um, and they also encouraged me. Like, you can do this, Tasha. I mean, they was nervous for me, of course. I'm going all the way to another state. And I'm so young and I got this little baby. And we all suburban kids. It's just, of course, but they knew I was going to do it anyway. Once I made up my mind. And I just could not be left behind. And so, I did it. I took my daughter with me to school out of state. And then I created a family there. My ex at the time loved my daughter. He was the best stepfather you could have ever asked for for us to have been as young as we were. He was a Southern man. Um, he was a great man, though. My daughter, to this day, loves him. And his teachings, his Southern teachings, she still holds to this day. Her foundation, a lot of her foundation is because of him. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. The respectability, um, that's him. And she still does that to this day. And then I have my sorority sisters. Africa for Alpha Sorority Incorporated, by the way. And um, my sorority sisters, I had them. Once I pledged and every, I have everything, I had my sorority sisters. Even before that, I had friends from, you know, university because I was working two jobs. I was working at the university and I was working at the mall. And I was um, full-time mommy, full-time student. I was participate in every event. My daughter, you know, was going to a pathology visits, her doctor visits. I was still hands-on mommy every single thing. I still read to my daughter every night. We still had our regular schedule. It was very structured every night, every morning. Um, you have to grow up fast, but, you know, just having a support system. My professors at Central State University, my professors, were amazing. 
you know, but my daughter was amazing as well for her to be so little. And I always came fully prepared and, you know, with her leap pad and different things to that nature. It's, it was a wild ride, but I had support. I did. And I appreciate all of my support systems. You know, I had a professor holding my baby, rocking her while she's laying on her shoulder while I'm taking my test. Because I was a full-time student as well, and I had an extra class on Saturday. I was determined to finish. And then I went off and got a master's. What I'm saying, getting to the point, is that we don't do what we want to do. We do what we have to do. No one really signs up for this. This is not easy. This is hard. Because you have to get up every single day and grind because it's not about you you have responsibility y'all gotta eat or y'all have to maintain or y'all have to excel you have to shut up the naysayers it's not easy but it's doable. Will we want their fathers present? Yes, but we want them to be able to get them on a weekend or, you know, or, or different things like that. Yes, that's why we have an issue with women that has the fathers in their kids' lives and then they want to be messy and ignorant with them. We just like, are you kidding us? How you end up with a, a cooperative parent and we get this? Like, how, like that rubs us, that gets under our skin, for real. That gets under our skin. How do you treat a good father wrong? Because you're in your feelings. We don't ask for this. But we don't sit here and crumble either because we got hit with it. You have a lot of married women or women that has their husbands or significant others say, honey, I could never, I would never, I don't know how they do it, different things like that. Baby, you bless. And that's a beautiful thing. But everyone didn't become a single mother because they made a wrong decision when they was young. They end up loving the wrong man when they was young. Some are widowed. Some are forced into single motherhood. Some are leaving domestic violence situations. You don't know people's stories, so don't sit here and be like, you would never, because you can't say what you would never do. God will laugh at you. To be funnier than Kevin Hart or Cat Williams or Dave Chappelle to him. No, what you say is, I thank God that I'm not experiencing that. But please, at the same time, don't look at it like it's a, 
it's a doomsday type thing for us because we love our children. A lot of us would not change our struggles for nothing in the world because it lead it has led us to where it has led us. I look back on my struggles with my daughter, the good, the bad. I look at, but I also look at the great times, everything. But I look at those struggles. They made me who I am today. They allowed me to have the courage to create a podcast, to share. It allowed me to center myself and be present. It allowed me to elevate and grow as a woman and as a mother and as a person. And then it allowed me to appreciate those who I probably would never have. You look at life different. Whether you're a single mother, a married mother, regardless of what race of a mother you are, when you become a mother, you look at life different. You're going to do anything for that baby. Because that's your baby. Even those are married, if you're listening to this podcast, you can't tell me you haven't told your husband a couple of times, give me my baby. That's your baby. You're going to do anything for your baby. I won't regret my choices at all. If I had to do it all over again, I would still choose my daughter. I would still choose my daughter. It has been such an honor to share this story with you guys. It's been an honor. This is very sensitive for me, but at the same time, many of us are experiencing this. And if you are young and you are listening to this podcast, or even if you are older and you are listening to this podcast, you got this, boo. Forget what society say, okay? I did not follow the norms. I got pregnant, then I graduated college, then I got married, then I ended up getting divorced. And back then, a single mom. Baby, you create your own narrative, not society. You don't walk with your head down. You holding it together by yourself. And if you are killing it by yourself, imagine what you could do with another person. Which is going to be another segment. <laughs> you got this. You continue to set your goals and you continue to sit here and check those boxes. Don't just create them. Don't just create them. Execute them. Put a check next to it and then create your next one. Let your child, let your friends, let society... Let yourself know that you unbreakable. No one asks for this. But you don't run away from it either. We just dust ourselves off and we keep it moving. So... 
I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. And I thank you, my loves, for listening and sharing your time with me. It was amazing discussing my thoughts with you. I hope I did not offend anyone. Um, And I hope that you got the life lesson that you were trying to get out of this podcast. Which is, you are unstoppable. Regardless if you are a single parent or not. You got this. So don't forget to tune in, tune in into the School of You podcast every Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, okay, where you're going to partake in riveting discussions with me and maybe a surprise guest. And I know I keep saying that, but I promise I am going to get a surprise guest um, on here. But you just have to tune in to hear it, my loves. So you can play my podcast on Spotify. And if you want some um, uplifting words or just any reflections of today's podcast, you can always go on my Instagram, which is School of You 2023. Okay, I love you, my loves, and you all have a blessed and stress-free day. Bye.